If you were reincarnated, what would you want to return as? Right, so my mum and I had this chat the other day, weirdly, and I said a kangaroo because I wanted to come back in a nice warm continent, mm -hmm. <laughs> lovely sunny climate, um, just like when they've got the joey in the pouch and you can just hop around and just be quite happy. And they occasionally punch people in the face, which is also you. <laughs> Big kangaroo cake. Cake, yeah. boxing gloves. Well, when somebody says to me, you know, if you were reincarnated, what would you want to return as? I always think, oh, as like a baby, because if I came back as an adult, it would be really awkward for the parent. <laughs> so I never know. <laughs> I never know the answer. I always just think, obviously a baby, because otherwise okay, someone's giving birth to an adult. We always say to people, it's really important that you have a will. Yes, Joe, um, it is very important that you have a will. How's yours coming along? I have not got a will. Well, yeah. when you're so busy oh, day between to day. the two of us, you've got life insurance, I've got a will. If you put us both together, we're almost a fully functioning adult. <laughs> I'm very aware that I need to sort out a will. You know, I've, how can I be that person who's had my life insurance in place for so long and I'm so prepared with everything and I'm just kind of reluctant to go and sort out a will. Is it because there's something emotional around having to sit and think about dying? Because with life insurance, it is about dying. That's when it'll pay out, but it is quite, it's a simple thing to put in place. Mm -hmm. You can go on to like money supermarket and do it immediately. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like taking out travel insurance or something. It doesn't yeah. feel very emotional. It's very mm -hmm. transactional. Whereas with a will, you're getting into the detail of it. You're having to sit and say, what will happen to my kids? Who will look after them? What will happen to the assets that I've got? What if I die first? What if my husband dies first? What if we die together? No, I think you've hit the nail on the head. And I think it's, it makes it real. Life insurance doesn't make it yeah. It's very transactional. Yeah. Um, actually sitting down and working those things out. And, you know, it is the horrible thing. And it's almost a denial where you think, well, actually, I won't die. So it doesn't matter. I won't need a will. Which has always been my business contingency plan, hasn't it? When you've which been saying, what's, what's the contingency nuts. plan? Just, yeah, just staying alive. Which Next. is brilliant. <laughs> Next yeah, yeah, which is fun. Um, but you've actually got a will, haven't you? So how did yes. you feel doing all of that? I think I was the same as you. I think I just put it off forever. Again, without really understanding why, possibly partly because I didn't want to have those thoughts. And I think it felt quite complicated as well because I have my own business. Well, what do I do about the business? How would that work? And your kids are older now, which I think simplifies it a little bit, but mine's only three years old. So then it's, you know, who will look after him? And they are just really difficult things. And I just kept thinking, I haven't got, I haven't got time to think about it, so I'll just do nothing with it. But I have to say, when I did sit with the solicitor and went through it, it really wasn't that bad. And then there was something about peace of mind of going, I've, you know, I've done it, I've got made well. those choices, it's written down. But then much like with everything else I do, if you said to me now, who's your life insurance with? Or what did you decide on you? Well, I couldn't tell you, <laughs> my memory's atrocious. I'd have to dig um, it out and read it again. Um, am I in your will? Do I, I honestly, need to do I anything? Tell you. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm just I'm worried that one day you'll die I'm rifling through your emails trying to find your life insurance and Harrison turns up on my door and says, I go, hello, new mummy. It's possible, I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, I know. This podcast is sponsored by The Art of Finance. We'll make learning the world of finance interesting, modern and fun. So bearing in mind that a will 
it is difficult and it is about a sad time and all the rest of it, but could you reframe it as a way of getting you involved and making you do one of thinking technically you could put anything like that, anything you want in your will? Like it's interesting that you always see these will stories of people leaving where the kids gather around and they've left all the money to a cat charity. Yes. I mean I don't always like cats, the cats. So it's not it's always cat always charities. Always the cats, I know. I don't know why. We see them in think, actual real I think life. Cats it's do not a mind cliche, control. Is it? No. I think... You think cats do mind control? Yeah, they must do. It's not normal how people are with cats. No, because dogs are much nicer, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, I could leave all of my money to Cedric the dog. Oh, God. And they would all have to just treat him as a king. <laughs> um, you have to bow down to King Cedric if you want the mortgage to be paid King off. King Cedric Doggery Third. Yeah, exactly that. Oh, do you know what? And I think because just the way I am, I wouldn't want a will without a curveball. Yeah. Technically, we could scribble something down now. Mm-hmm. You're, you're broadly of sound mind, so we could literally write on Whoa. the back, <laughs> good as we can be, we could write right here on the back of this piece of paper, I, Joanne Campbell, blah, 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 this is my will, and you can sign and date it, and I can sign underneath it as a witness, and that is a binding will. You don't mm-hmm. need to go and pay a solicitor Doesn't and pay a lot of money. Doesn't or... need to be notarised. That would be, if that was the only thing that you had and nothing came after it, and you didn't, obviously, if you want to see a solicitor afterwards, you would be revoking that particular mm-hmm. will. Um, but it is that simple to put essentially a will in place the reality for most people you would see a solicitor because there'll be things to think about there's implications and the decisions that you make and they will challenge you and when I had my chat it was easy for me to say well I'll just leave everything to my son but then they were like this is a awful thing to think about but what if he died at the same time as you like then what happens so that's why you would do it with a solicitor typically they, they just kind of have those discussions when you then get the will and you read it, it is written in ye oldy worldy language. It's, you know, it's literally, they still use the same format and the same terminology that they probably used in like the 1200s. And it makes it really difficult. It's You can't just read it like a plain document. And I think all of that kind of tradition around it is the kind of thing that maybe puts people off. Whereas actually, if they knew that you could just write it on a piece of paper and mm-hmm. that would still technically be a will. So I think people don't understand what happens if you die without a will. Mm-hmm. There's laws, there's standard yep. default. So if you die without out a will that it means that you what you have accumulated won't necessarily go to the people that you want them to go to your partner even if you've lived with them for 30 40 50 years they don't fall under these rules you have to be married under the current law for them to automatically benefit from your estate um, so there's actually quite a lot of tax benefits in getting married, you know, mm-hmm. which is the main reason people tend to marry these days, I find. <laughs> the, there's a structure then that comes into place where even if you are married and you've got children, you might just assume that your husband or your wife would automatically get everything, but they don't. That's that's not how it happens. So, so if you've got um, a, spouse. a spouse and you've got children, your spouse would get any property, 250000 and then half of the rest of the estate. So if you were to mm-hmm. die now... Mike would keep the house. Yeah. He'd get two hundred fifty thousand, and then half of anything else you have, mm-hmm. and the other half would go to the kids. Yeah. So is that necessarily the structure that you would be wanting? Exactly that. That's the difference, isn't it? You've lost control. Yeah. Because you haven't deigned to write a sheet of paper with what you want on it, you've actually lost control, and somebody's taken over that. Yeah. And we all know how long legal things can take. So actually, when you're dead, it's just such a ball ache. All the probate and everything you have to do and all the solicitors, if you've got a will in place, it makes it simpler. Yeah, and just follow um, those instructions. Just follow those instructions and go, this, this, this and this. If you don't, it just takes twice as long and it's a, a very traumatic time. You know, if you care about your kids... The and yeah, not stress. just your kids. You know, I think, I think partners is a big issue where people mm-hmm. might just assume that you've built an entire life with somebody and 
you own your property together and you've got a joint mortgage and you've got everything actually under the law, mm-hmm. under the eyes of the law, if you haven't got a will in place, then they're, they're not entitled to anything. So we know wills are important. Yeah. We know you don't have one. Yeah. We know the rules under intestacy would not have the structure that you want. Yeah. Although I quite like your intestacy rules because it would give more to the kids than to Mike and I think that would just really piss him off. <laughs> oh, it would. Could you imagine? Um, Lennon would just come in all blinged up and going, oh, Dad, do you want to lend 20 quid? And he'd be like, well, I've got the house. It's my house. It's my house. Get out my I mean, house. Yeah, get out my house. Take your big diamond chain. Get out my house. <laughs> so, not that that's not a fun image for us to get to. Yeah. But if we were going to be but sensible. I'm also so contrary that I don't want somebody else to make that decision for exactly. me. Exactly. So, um, based on all of that, you need a will. Mm-hmm. You know that you can technically just do one right now. I have pen and paper in my hand. I'm reluctant. For all the things that we've said before, it's very emotional. And as much as I've thought all the time about how I'm going to die in a very elaborate way, I haven't really thought about what I actually want to do on death. So Bland <laughs> how you'll die, not what comes afterwards. But actually, yep. interestingly, we could do this, and that might be the kick of the arse that I needed yes. to do a real will to... Because once you do a real will... No, this is a real will, job. <laughs> you're underestimating. This is a real will. That is no, the point. Why are you wearing I'm that getting you to sign it. Take it off. <laughs> Keep it at the ready, just in case I need to draft up some legal documents. Don't put that black scarf on the top and sentence me to death. Um, well, why don't we give it a go? And then, exactly that, you I might find... If I make a new will, that'll be for that one, It will, it? yes. Right, okay, go on then. Um, oh, now I feel like, can we have some fun with this one? And then you really will have to go and make a real one to revoke it, otherwise it'll be binding. Yeah, but you forever. know exactly what's going to happen now <gasps> is that we're getting on this train to London that you found a ticket for for £23 and it's so cheap because we have to sit on the roof and I'm going to die and this <gasps> is going to be my legally binding will. However, I feel like that's a future podcast episode all around how I've got the world's cheapest train tickets. Oh, not again. Right. I, Joanne Campbell. Yep. I'm going straight into the formal language. It's, well, it's what the, yeah. the wig brings Ye out in me. World. So you need to appoint an executor. So that's mm-hmm. a person who will um, undertake your death admin. Who's that going to be? That's you. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Fair. I mean, you're laughing, but it's your estate that has to put up with my oh. ineptitude. <laughs> well, there is that, isn't there? So details about your assets. Property and stuff. Property. Um... All other assets in your sole name. What do you mean? Well, have you got an ISA? No, I've got pensions. (laughs) So your pensions? Yeah, everything else is joint. Everything else is joint. So because you're married, everything that's joint will automatically go to Mike anyway. Right, whatever. So he's got them, that's fine. Beneficiaries, so who, beneficiaries are just anybody that could benefit from your estate in the event that you die. So your obvious ones are Mike. Mm, The three kids equally. (laughs) <laughs> the three kids being... Lennon, Jude and Cedric. Two humans and one dog. Yep. Okay. Do you want to go in there? So listen, you don't need to give me anything specifically, but if you put me in, it gives you the option in future to vary it because I'm there. Right, okay. So we'll put any future grandchildren. So we've got Mike, your two actual children, your dog, me, any potential future grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So first thing, who's going to look after the humans and dog? Michael. What if Mike popped his clogs at the same time? Oh, wow, this is why I don't want to get into it. I know, well, it. this is why it's you awful. have to get into it. Well, there's only you left on there, so it left me. <laughs> oh, yeah, really not a dog person, are you? Um, I presume... It's hard, isn't it? Why haven't I given the dog godparents? That's what I need, isn't it? I need a christening for the dog. Yes. I mean, I like that your concern if you and Mike have died isn't still the kids. <laughs> 
and <laughs> um, I'm going to make Cheryl dog parent. Right. Fab. So now that we know what will happen with them, how do you want your estate distributed? So you want all of your property to Mike? Yeah. And debt. Yeah. Because this is the thing. So you're 250 grand. You can't decide how it's spent. You can decide where it goes, which is to Mike. Can I not put in my will for the mortgage to be repaid and for the remainder? No. Can you not? No, you can nominate a beneficiary for your life insurance. So your beneficiary yeah. would be Mike. But no. then what can you do? You can't control, you can't control him when you're alive. You're not going to control him when you're dead. It's <laughs> a very good point. <laughs> oh, he's just going to buy loads of red stripe. I mean, look, he'll get the property, but he'll get the debt. Right, that's There's fine. pros, pros and pros. Um, I would like to leave my Dalek costume to you. Oh, thank you. See, this is why I needed to be a beneficiary, that's, Dalek costume. Yeah, um, what else would I like of yours? My collection of wine. Yes. Which isn't vintage or anything. It's just when I get like six for four. Won't be when, when I've got death. my hands on it. <laughs> Is there any other specifics that you want to leave anything to anybody? So do you want to give the boys anything in particular before Mike gets his mitts on it? What would they like? My record collection can go to Lennon. He's really into music. Mm -hmm. So records to Lennon, are you bequeathing anything in particular to Jude? Well, I feel like because I've bequeathed that to Lennon, what does Jude like? Jude likes films. He can have my DVD collection. DVD. Mm. Jewellery? Rings? Oh, yeah, no. My fingers are too fat. Somebody with sausage fingers, you wouldn't be able to fit them. You wouldn't even fit on your toes. I bequeathed my engagement ring to Cathy to wear as a bracelet. <laughs> so I've got Diana costume wine and a bracelet ring. <laughs> a bracelet ring. Yep. What else have I got? Oh, I've got this really lovely dictionary you'd love. It's a dictionary and it's a song. Can I have your big planner as well? Yes. I mean, that'll only be if you die this year. Yeah, that yeah. would be. Um, I can't have your dictionary. To Cedric, I are going to put in place an ongoing income for regular treats. What I want to do is provide an income to Lennon for Pringles, which he's obsessed with, Jude for chocolate buttons, which he likes, and Cedric for dog treats. I like your dog is getting more than the kids. Yeah, I like him the most. So specific bequeaths aside, everything goes to Mike. He'll get your life insurance from your policy he'll get your life insurance through work your death and service yeah. have you nominated him for that yes i have so he's gonna get a big chunky sum of money hopefully sensible <laughs> he'll pay off the <laughs> mortgages hopefully yeah. um and then he's got the cash left over so if you could just sign there please oh you've even done that little thing where people do a little square lovely i'm just gonna date okay. it and witness it and joe campbell there is your first draft of a will. Oh, medicine. Not that bad, is it? Dice. I'm just going <laughs> to hand you, hand you my invoice Dice. for £500 plus VAT. What? <laughs> will you now go and get an actual will? Yes, I think I will. Please, can I, I still think I have the... Will. Please, can you still have the wine? Dalek wine, bracelet and dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100% on it. I feel like I could have prepared for it better. And also, I've realised just how little I have as a person. I'm not very materialistic. I don't have a lot of things. You know, once you've taken away the house and the money... Oh, you did like my scarf earlier. You can I have did that. like your scarf, thank you. You're welcome. I just have that today. <laughs> <laughs> a living will. Becca <laughs> <laughs> just comes and takes things from me. Just ripping rings off me <laughs> clothes. Okay. <laughs> about wills as something that people don't really want to think about often mm -hmm. don't think about yeah and i think another example of that is funerals 
And I would say I've not given any thought whatsoever to my funeral mm -hmm. because that does just feel like... Horrible, isn't Yeah, it? it's just all but one of my exes. He always wanted a Viking burial funeral, oh. do you remember? As he wanted to be put on um, a wooden raft, sailed out to sea, and then people shoot flaming arrows at him and then his body burns, mm -hmm. which would be quite dramatic. But the plus side of it is it'd be pretty much free. So I bet there's people who do that and then actually charge you an absolute fortune for it. Oh, I was doing a DIY one. What, like just putting him on a lilo? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Sending him out. A couple of lilo. actually, if you put him on a really big lilo and hit that with an arrow, that's going <laughs> to pop, pop it really and just quickly, drown. isn't it? Yeah. Not that you'd drown, you'd already be dead. Yeah, and it hasn't got the same dramaticness of um, a Viking burial. Oh, you could put him in one of those, you know, you see those big flamingos, like a like an inflatable flamingo, and you could just sit up in it. Um, I read that those like. inflatable flamingos are so 2017, and oh. people genuinely now on Instagram and places where they do influencing things, um, instead of inflatable flamingos, they have inflatable coffins, and they put them in the pool and, like, lie in them, and that's, like, the new trend for well, the kids. Well, ideal! I mean, I do. And I <laughs> tell you coffin, what, out to sea, arrow, pop, job's good in. I know, I'm, I mean, I don't know loads about the cost of funerals, and I think that's part of the problem. I yes. think they're very, very expensive. But actually, if there is an option for me to be buried in an inflatable lilo for a tenner from Primark, do it. You're dead, I don't <laughs> care. Why do we spend so much on funerals? Well, how much, first of all, do you think is the average amount that people are spending on funerals now? In 2020, it's this is a long hot time off the press stuff. Since I've had to organise a funeral, but it was expensive then, and so I'm going to say seven to ten grand? Mm, you're not too far off. So in 2020, the cost of dying has reached an all-time high of £9,493. Wow. So I think if somebody close to you dies, the last thing that you're thinking is, oh, now I need to go and find 10 grand. That's, mm. you know, but it is, it's, like, it's a fact. If they haven't thought about it or prepared for it, um, and that's an average as well. And not a lot of people have £10,000 no. available just to pay out on death. Yeah. I wonder what that involves. Covers a basic funeral, the so send-off, basic. basic. Um, so, you know, plywood, not mahogany. Send-off, which <laughs> I presume... Do you get plywood coffins? I hope so. <laughs> um, a send-off, which I presume is the wake, so, you know, your local pub and some curled-up sandwiches and professional fees around it. Yeah, I think that's where the, the kicker is, the professional fees, isn't it? That it's. I mean, it's a horrible job. I wouldn't want to be an undertaker. It's very emotional. And because it's one of those jobs that you will always need. Like doctors, yes. plumbers, undertakers. Yes. You'll always need. So, essentially... They can charge what they want. And it's in a very emotionally charged situation. I think if people were better prepared going in at what they should be paying or what they think is a reasonable amount. Well, so, but reasonable go, is so variable, yeah. isn't it? Because actually some people would say, if you if you could pre-decide, and you can, but I think most people don't, but if you could pre-decide what your funeral looked like, some people would say, I'm dead, like, don't waste money on me, just get rid of me however you can, I'm gone. And other people would say, like, no, no, I want you to celebrate my life, I was awesome, I want all the trimmings, and you can go from probably... I don't think people would generally, if you ask them, say that. Oh, I know some people who would, <laughs> quite deeply. I think as part of, if someone dies, it's almost kind of, maybe it's a guilt thing, maybe it's a, you yes. want to show how much they were loved, and you yeah. want to spend that kind of money on them. 
But it really is such a, in my opinion, a waste of money. I have. I'd rather, if I had 10 grand, say, okay, spend two grand on the coffin and the creme or whatever, put eight grand behind the bar, let everyone have a party. Like, I'd rather, if I was going to have to spend that money, let people who were alive enjoy it. I don't care, I'm dead. Um, but this is one of your things anyway, isn't it? Just how yeah. it's wasted entirely. Absolute waste of money. I think funerals, <laughs> I think funerals are wasted on the dead. I just think... People only ever say really, really nice things. People yes. only ever stand up in front of a crowd and say really, really nice things about people when they're dead and they, they can't hear it, so what a waste. Yeah. Um, I've heard some absolutely beautiful eulogies in my time and thought, what a shame that those people aren't here to hear that. It. Yeah, true. Um, it would just be a They'll really get that nice perspective thing. perspective that other people have. Exactly um, that. So I think actually having a living party, maybe when you're 60 or... Whatever, and just have a party and get everybody together. I was going to say when, because that's a challenging thing, isn't yeah, it? it? Like, is, what if yeah. you were thinking, oh, I'm going to have this amazing party when I'm 60 and everyone's going to feed everything back to me and then you die two weeks mm. before you're 60th? <laughs> I mean, then your funeral's pre-planned. Yeah, you just need got, to yeah exactly chuck a that. In. That's a good point. But I just think, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think if Michael died first, I tell you what, I would give him a crack and eulogy. I'm good at pulling together random things and making... The free part of it. Yeah, and I, you know, I <laughs> I'm going to say a cracking send-off, but just a eulogy. Oh, yeah, just a eulogy. Like, I'm a good writer. I could write something really good and make him sound better than what he was. <laughs> if I died, judging just by our wedding speech, you'd probably get up and go, yeah, she was all right. Aww. Yeah, she... Miss you, Joe. Miss you, Joe, yeah. Yeah, good night. Um, so, I don't know. I just think it would be nice to have that. You might as well spend the money on I agree that it's wasted. That. It is wasted on them. Um, I've never been involved in planning a funeral, but my understanding is that it's it's almost a bit weirdly like like you're shopping for something. So you've got like a catalogue mm -hmm. and you haven't to choose. I said plywood and mahogany. Like I, I don't know if there is plywood, but you haven't to choose like the quality. And it's such a if you were I don't know buying a kitchen, you could buy a cheap kitchen. Or you could think it's worth the extra expense here because I'll get a good one because it's going to last me much longer. Mm. That doesn't really work. I don't know what it is. It's such an emotional purchase. It's almost like a wedding where you think, what are you <laughs> worth? Are you worth spending a bit more on a dress because you're going to go and wear it once and you're going to have all the photographs? And people spend a lot more on weddings than what you would think is actually worth it for that day. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same with funerals. True. People yeah. go and say, well, actually, I don't want to look to be the person who's bought the cheapest coffin when all the friends and family are around and go... I mean, I've never, I've been to a lot of funerals, I'm old. Have you ever, ever judged said, the coffin? You've never looked at a coffin. Oh, never heard ass. anybody judge a coffin. And to me, I would think all coffins look the same. Yeah. In the yeah, same yeah. way that Michael thinks all wedding dresses in, look the same. True, yes. And they're always just covered in flowers anyway. Absolutely. And especially if they're just going to get I just think incarcerated. Not incarcerated. Incinerated. No, you're right. It's exactly. That's what I always think about creme ones. Why is it not just a cardboard box? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Make it look pretty with flowers, but why? And it is just a bit of a swizz, isn't it? Yeah. Because I know from when my mum died, you pay for the coffin, you pay for... The fittings, like the handles. And then, do they have to take the fittings off anyway to yeah, put it through? And do they reuse re them? Well, yeah, because you're not keeping even, them. <laughs> I don't even know if they burn the coffin, you know. I think they take the body no, out. And, no, I think they do, and they put it in a different kind of thing. And then, you know, you pay for what kind of satin's used inside, if there's, like, a pillow. So I've got a story where Michael's working in a guy's house once whose dad had died. Right. And 
I think what happens, and I don't know if it's always the same, but I think they get the funeral, the undertaker comes and maybe you make a down payment and they get it out of the way and then they come back with the itemised bill. So it's right, kind yes. of, you know, we'll come and sort this out after the funeral kind of thing. So the undertaker would come round and Michael was working in the house. He'd sat down with this guy and said, right, okay, I'm going to go through our bill. This is this, this and this and this. So he'd paid for the plot where she was going to be buried. You know, he paid for the headstone, which is in itself thousands, oh, God, ridiculous. Yeah. And then he said, well, what's this £500 here for? And he went, well, it's actually for digging the grave. And he went, £500? You went, what's he, what's he digging it with? A fucking spoon? <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, it's very good. It's, it's a, indicative of you can charge what you want. Also, you've paid for a plot and then you've paid for them to dig that plot back exactly up. Like, it, yeah. hey, I'll pay for this land and I will pay for you to take that land away. And, put the, and then put insane. it back. And yeah. then put it... <laughs> so actually, yeah, just for somebody to dig it out and then put it back. I mean, if you told me that, I'd have dug it myself for 400. <laughs> yeah. um, there's just so many hidden costs and people aren't aware of it and they don't know because it's after the event. You can't then say, oh, I'm not paying that. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And you don't want to disrespect your family by going for the cheapest option all the time, but Really, I'm just going to say now on this podcast, yes. put me in a box, put me on a lilo. You will get eaten by a shark one way or another. <laughs> just Regardless, determined. just do not waste any money on me. And if there's a couple of grand left over, behind the bar, have a good time. Um, do you think there's That'll something you, in... your wine, but you know, for everybody else as well. <laughs> yeah, I've already gone through the wine that you bequeathed me by that yeah, point. So we're ready for my next intake. same way that I don't want somebody to control how my money goes when yes. I die, I don't want somebody else to control my funeral. Yeah. I kind of want to pre-plan it. Yeah, yeah. How gutted would you be if, you know, you went into unprepared? Michael's obviously in absolute state. He can't live without me. So somebody else has taken over the funeral planning for him. Or the undertaker's led it and said, look, I'll just sort this out, don't worry. And then I'm going, the pallbearers are carrying us down. I'm in a really expensive box with gold trimmings. There's blooming Robbie Williams angels oh, playing or something. Oh, you'd be furious. You'd have Absolutely to haunt him. you have to haunt him. Um, and so I feel I like it's like, um, don't tell the bride, but don't tell the cops. It is. <laughs> it is exactly that. Can you imagine? And you wouldn't let Mike do, don't tell the bride, so don't let him do, don't tell the cops. Oh, don't tell the died. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I feel uncomfortable with the tents, though. Well, yeah, the tents is really bad, but <laughs> I feel like we've died. got a new um, TV programme. I think we have. Uh, but so, exactly that, you don't you want angels, you so don't really, want gold fittings. No, I want a cardboard box. Yep. I want a, a cool song. Yep. I want everyone to be absolutely devastated. Yep. No, I don't. What I would really like is that everyone just stood up and told a really crap joke, Ooh, in my yes. honour. Yeah. You know, like something that... I'm known for. No, um, but, you know, I just want I want people to think something... Re like one of the pallbearers fell over and the coffin fell over. Or something. I don't think it's the kind that. of thing you can pre-plan. It's not something you can pre-plan. But <laughs> it's I your want body sliding out of your flimsy cardboard coffin. <laughs> yeah, with the masking tape people. on the bottom just come open. <laughs> no, really rubbish parcel tape because I didn't even want the good just parcel been tape. House. Not duct tape, Michael. Just from the pound shop, parcel tape. And then we just foot falling out the bottom. Do you know... I tell you what, don't even parcel tape it. Just do that thing that people do where they fold it in a way that it <laughs> yes, like kind of locks it. it. Yeah. Don't use that. Like um, however, seriously, not that none of that was serious in the slightest. You know, you, you've got your yeah. life insurance paying out, so you can say, well, I want to park X amount of that to mm -hmm. cover the cost of my funeral. And I think maybe that's kind of part of it. Like, this includes me. Just people maybe do need to think about this and not just 
you know, hope it never happens and then it's left on other people, A, to decide what it looks like and B, to pay for it, actually you yeah. start to kind of put some thought about... And have those conversations. It's even something as simple as, do you want to be buried or do you want to yeah. be cremated? Yeah. Have you thought about your funeral? No. Anywhere? I'd be the same. I would want it to be a celebration. I would not want people wasting money on heavy, expensive coffins and fittings and stuff that's just going to be reused. And loads of cars. Don't wear makeup when I'm alive. You don't need it when I'm flipping dead. I don't want to stand And, yeah, even all the cars and stuff. Like, why, is, why have you suddenly lost the ability to drive or just get a taxi? <laughs> Uber funerals, that's yeah. what you want. Yes. Put us in the boot. <laughs> don't need to be in a big hurry. What about the fact, so obviously we live up north, mm -hmm. everything's cheaper up north, everything. Mm -hmm. Do you think dying would be cheaper up north? Everything's cheaper up north, isn't it? It is. In fact, when we were talking about the life insurance, what people I don't think realise is, when we were talking about the risk that the insurance company takes, it's just not a risk of will that person die within that time frame. They look at a lot of factors, you know, are you a man, are you a woman? Mm -hmm. um, who dies first? And what are you more likely to die of and when? Also, your postcode. So, yeah. actually, if you live in Teesside, for example, with your postcode, they look at that and assume that people in Teesside die younger. Yep. So you're at a higher smog. risk of them having to pay out. So yeah. you get to you get to die early and pay more for the privilege. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's different when I suppose you go for a pension later on in life and you want a pension income. They pay more out because they think that you're going to die early as well. True. Yes. We have to have lived long enough to get so to that point to in the first place. Live down south when you're taking out protection. Yeah. Move up north when you want money back from an insurance company. Yes. And stay up north to die. Yeah. So die if I north. give you some regions. Mm -hmm. You have to guess where's cheapest to die. Oh, right, okay. Okay. Scotland, London. It's not a region, it's a country, but whatever. So, area in the UK. Right, okay. Right, we're going to do Scotland. Yep. North East. Yep. London. Mm -hmm. Northern Ireland. Yep. Yorkshire. Right, well, this is where what I'm going to say on all of those. London's the most expensive. So, you're going to say London? Because it's the most expensive for everything. Yes. It costs you £23.70 to get there and the same for a glass of wine. Yes, it does. Right. So London's the most expensive. Yes. I'm going to say Yorkshire's the cheapest and I'm going to tell you why. Right. Because people in Yorkshire will just not pay for it. <laughs> yeah. They will just argue and, and argue price and argue. On, they won't pay it. And then the undertakers in Yorkshire are going to say, look, it's just not worth even trying now. These people are just not paying that. So Yorkshire's going to be the cheapest. I'm going to put Northern Ireland as the second most expensive. Second most expensive. And I'm going to tell you why. You are. Because they're just big on funerals, I think. And, you know, I'm making a lot of assumptions and generalisations here. But I think... A few stereotypes, They Joe. absolutely love a wake, don't they? So I reckon there'll be a lot of expenses involved there. Um, so they're going to be the second... So Scotland and the North East. I think the North East is going to be cheap and then Scotland's going to be... So I'm going London. London. Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Scotland. Scotland. North East. Yorkshire. Okay. Am I right? No. <laughs> Damn it! Um, interestingly, Northern Ireland's the cheapest mm. out of all ten regions, out of the whole of the UK. Um, so yes, obviously London was the most expensive. So this is based just on the, or maybe I should have given you some criteria around it. It's based specifically on the funeral, so I think not the wake. Oh, now Northern Ireland's jumped to the top. <laughs> Knew it. Nailed it. So London, 5,963 on average just on the funeral. Wow, six grand just That's on the not funeral. Even a party. No, and then actually then Yorkshire four what? six five six. Yep, yeah. Yorkshire and the Humber. Yeah, then Scotland, then the North East. So it's fairly cheap to die up here, um, and then Northern Ireland. So 
What we want to do is life assurance, take it out living down south. Yeah. Pension, buy an annuity up north, where we'll get mm -hmm. more because our life expectancy is shorter. But then move to Northern Ireland right before we die. Cheap funeral. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs>